Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Extreme close-up. Camera out. No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, Sean, Connor, Grace, we're all here today. We're going to be talking to you guys about whether or not Sleepy Joe, or as we're calling, taken to calling him Bloody Biden, should re resign in disgrace, uh, especially with the revelation that uh, he lied multiple times to the American public over knowing that he, uh, the Afghan army was going to fail uh, and, and everything that just went wrong with this botched military withdrawal debacle. Before we get into it, do us a favor, like this video, share this video, if, comment on this video. Do you think Biden could have done anything worse because <laughs> I, I can't think of anything he could have done worse with this. Um, please comment below. Also, if you haven't subscribed already, please do so and click the notifications about part of me. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, please become one really easy to do. Sign the, uh, click the link on the bottom right hand side of the screen. Give us your email and we'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you, like us, you won't find anywhere else. All right, guys. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I can't believe you know, what surprised me today was hearing Mitch McConnell say that Biden would not be impeached over Afghanistan. So there would be no impeachment. And I am sitting here scratching my head going, you mother truckers, I said truckers, you mother truckers impeached Trump over a phone call where he did not even mention money. And this guy lied to the American people saying he had no idea that the Afghan army was going to fall and then come to find out through a transcript of his own phone call from months earlier that he knew it was going to fall and that we needed to project that it was successful even if it was not well there this, it is the, the, the transcripts again we're yeah. back to transcripts. back to actual transcripts this to me shows nothing but a failure of our federal government this let me know that our federal government is a complete and utter failure. There is nothing redeemable about our government right now until they can fix what's going on. And they, the only way they could fix that would be by holding Biden accountable for something that he actually did as opposed to holding Trump accountable for something that he didn't do. Yeah, there worse Grace, you have, I think you have the, the text of that transcript for us, by the way, if you want to get into that in, in addition to your point. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, I can tell you what Biden actually said. He said, I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. And he called it a perception issue. So he essentially asked the Afghan, then Afghan president, Ashraf Ghani, to lie with him to the world in order to boost his public, Biden's public image with the American people. 
And what's worse than them being a failure is them being liars and being willing to deceive the American public and the military, more importantly, our troops or thousands of troops who went over to Afghanistan and ultimately died at the end of the day because Biden wanted to play a blame game and do this whole perception image thing with the American public, which ultimately ended up in hundreds of Afghans dead and American troops dead. So that's the worst consequence, of course. And Mitch McConnell saying that it's not going to happen. He's not wrong. It's not going to happen because there is a Democrat controlled House and Senate. But the point is, is that he's he's just giving up. He's weak. He is just as feeble as Joe Biden is, except he's a Republican. And he doesn't care enough to try to make anything happen, especially during a time where there's the most bipartisan criticism of Biden that we've ever seen from both sides because of what happened in the past couple of weeks. And this would be the most opportune time to actually get Biden to either resign or be impeached and removed from office. And the fact that he's just letting it go and saying, oh, it's never gonna happen. Such a give up or attitude and he's failing the American people. Yeah, well, bear in mind, Biden in the last month has said there were no indications that the Afghan government, the Afghan military, Afghan security forces would collapse. That was wrong. We, that, that was confirmed shortly after he said it. He said that there was no indications that uh, the government would fall, that the Taliban would be able to take over and form a government. That was incorrect, as this transcript proves. There was no indication that the Taliban would ever be able to get our military equipment. They got it. There was no guarantee they'd be able to figure out how to use it. They're now having parades and stolen Humvees. Everything that he has said is not only incorrect, but he knew it was incorrect. The intelligence community for months has been telling him this was going to happen. Intelligence officials for years have been saying it was going to happen. They said it under Obama. They said it under Trump. These are proven by reports that come out every time they make a statement saying, oh, we didn't know. They knew. They, they just chose to ignore the warnings because they would prefer not to know. They wanted it to go a certain way, so they just pretended like it wasn't going to be a problem. And I think that's the, the basis for all the criticism right now, because it's not that he was incorrect. It's that he knew he was wrong and chose to do nothing about it. Yeah, and, well, and here's the thing. That wasn't the only indication that Joe Biden knew. A month before the pullout was to start, he received a letter signed by 37 different State Department employees telling him they are going to fail. The Afghan, the Afghan army is going to fail. They told them this in July, told him. Either he ignored it or he disregarded it. Either way, Biden is a straight up liar, liar. And the fact that he lied to the American people multiple times should be an impeachable offense because his lies, his lies are responsible for the deaths of Americans. And we don't even know. And, and, and again, there's still that story out there that there's over two dozen children from a Sacramento school stuck in Afghanistan. Children. Now, I, I would like to have a conversation I'd like to have a conversation with whoever thought it was a good idea 
to bring a dozen school children to Afghanistan. But that's that's not the that, issue. That the, that's not the issue, though. That, yeah, that that's was not the, the issue. That was, that was oh. a stupid move. Yes. Like, let's, let's answer that know, question. The- let's answer that question when they're home. But if they went there, as ill-advised as that might have been, they did for sure go there with the understanding of we are under our government's protection still. Uh, if danger arises, the government and the military will be there to assist. That was incorrect, and now there's a full-on crisis. So I want, I want to talk about some of the consequences that have been proposed for Biden here. There's kind of three major talking points. There's people who want him impeached, there's people who want him court-martialed, and there's people who want him to resign in disgrace. Resign in disgrace has kind of become the big banner over this whole thing of don't even wait for an impeachment. You just need to admit you were wrong and leave and never try to raise your head in politics again. Uh, So, you know, the, the basis of impeachment as spelled out by our constitution, our legal system and all that is president needs to have committed high crimes and misdemeanors. They really stretched that definition when they tried to go after Trump the first time, because look what they, they charged him with obstruction of an investigation and abuse of power. Neither of those things count as an impeachable offense, but they went with it anyway. And now you have Biden who, to be fair, if you impeached every politician who lied to the American people, we would have no more politicians. These people lie for a living. That's what they do. So you can't just impeach someone for lying, but when that lie causes the deaths of American people, leaves roughly 100, maybe more American citizens stranded in hostile territory, hands billions of dollars of weaponry to enemies of the state, all these things, then you get into territory of maybe that's grounds for an impeachment. Maybe that's grounds for a court-martial. But before we get there, that is certainly grounds for resigning in disgrace. Yeah, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to resign. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There's not been nearly enough backlash from the left or the media. He's not going to do it. Um, But I do think that even if there's just a slim chance of him being impeached and maybe removed from office, because as we know, this can take a year or two years. So if we get to 2022 midterms and we take back the House and the Senate, Joe Biden could be impeached over this and removed from office. So I wouldn't, you know, just do what Mitch McConnell did and sweep it under the rug like it's nothing. I think it can happen and it should happen, especially, I mean, Democrats wrote the book. If anything, we know that we can now just impeach someone. And if there's any crime that should have been done over, it's this one. This is probably the worst scandal that anyone could be impeached over. And you know what, what's, what's even more, what's even more about this, um, he, <clears throat> I'm having a senior moment. That's okay. <laughs> um, you, know, you know the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, with, with, I was about to say it, and then when, when I heard Connor jump in, I stopped, and then like it, it just kind yeah. of, it, it, well, um, I'll, that's on, that's on me then, Sean, sorry about that. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just one of those things. But it was, it, you know, he, resigning, like, okay, that's what it was. So you're right as far as, you know, there hasn't been a backlash by the, by the media. 
right? There hasn't been a backlash by the media or by the left, but there has been a silence. And that silence is just as deafening as a backlash, I think. Um, and it's something that I think, you know, this, this event, I think, sank the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think this is, this was the event we've been waiting for. We, I like, I, I don't want to say waiting for, that sounds terrible, but this is the event that shows the world just how destructive the left can be. And um, if the Republicans do not keep this in the conversation over the next year, they're, 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 doing themselves a huge disservice because this should be something that we talk about through 2022 and 2024. Right. And this is not, no, this is not a little thing. It's just not like uh, Democrats uh, are trying to implement CRT in our schools. And, and, you know, as bad as that is in teaching our kids that they're white supremacists, this is just even worse. And I think something disturbing is happening. People are getting desensitized to horrible things happening in politics. Oh, it's just politics. So, you know, this is not just politics. This is a horrible thing that happened and the Biden administration needs to be held accountable. Yeah, uh, I, I think we, ha- we have an article on freedomwire.com right now uh, showing the results of a recent Rasmussen poll that shows that 52% of people think that Biden should resign. And of course, you know, you, you can factor in biases of polls, smaller sample sizes, all sorts of things, but it does show popular sentiment is turning against Biden, at least on this specific issue. Uh, Maybe a large group of people don't want him removed from office at this point, but across the board, nobody thinks this was a good thing that happened. Everybody agrees this was an absolute failure. There's only, when when you look at uh, polls of people surveyed just on questions of whether you think this was handled correctly, there's maybe 12% of people who say, this was, this was correct, this was good, it couldn't have gone better. And those 12 people, or those 12% of people are wrong. <laughs> so it, like Sean said, there is silence about it. There's not quite as many people who are rushing to defend Biden against this anymore. Now, of course you get your CNN, New York Post, or uh, Washington Post, not New York Post, they, they do not necessarily compliment Biden. But yeah, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, all those outlets did run headlines saying, you know, Biden doesn't deserve criticism for this. He deserves credit. He deserves praise. But nobody believed that. Nobody actually thought that was correct. Because sentiment, like I said, is turning against him on this. And I think as time goes on, the more we find out about how horrible the decision-making process was, we're going to start to see more of that. I think that 52% of people who think he should be removed is probably going to grow. And uh, I'd halfway expect to see Kamala Harris in the background just kind of rubbing her hands together in glee because it's only a win for her if it happens. Which I think, yeah, that's the main factor to consider when you want to talk about impeaching Biden. Are you ready for President Harris? I'm going to say I am. I'm going to say I am ready for President Harris because she is not going to be any different than Biden. I mean, she's not pulling the strings. She's just hanging out whenever they need to pull her out, they do. 
someone else in the background is ultimately doing it. But I think it's the symbolism of actually impeaching a president who did something this horribly tragic to people by lying and deceiving and negligence and caring more about the woke military than actually defending our country and our troops overseas. It's the symbolism of removing someone like that from office. And that needs to happen, I think, for the morale of the American people and having faith in the system and justice. I think that's very important. And I'd rather have Kamala Harris take office if it means that we can get that back. Yeah, you know, what's funny is I, I believe. See, here, here's here. I, I'm OK with having, you know, Kamala, Kamala, I, I don't know. Uh, Kamala Harris is president because she's the most unlikable person in that whole administration. There's no way she's going to win 2024. So, <laughs> That's also you know, true. <laughs> so, you know, she, people don't like her. People in the Democratic Party don't like her. Mm-hmm. And they showed that by, you know, during the presidential uh, uh, nomination, the primaries, right? So they don't like her. Her being on there is going is is going to help. Nothing. This is all stuff that's going to help the 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 right going forward. I I just like to demonstrate the point. Yeah, just just demonstrate the point that we have a vice president, least popular vice president in the last sixty years, who was basically appointed to check a box because of what Biden promised to have in his administration, who is poised to become the first female president and first female of color president by default. She wasn't voted in as vice president because she just got appointed because of her skin color and her gender, and then is now about to be president simply because the last guy was so bad that he either resigned or got impeached time will tell which one but that would be an absolute loss for them but if you want to talk about taking a play out of the democrats playbook here not only on the impeachment front have they established you can impeach someone any number of times for any offense you can do it when they're not even president anymore so yeah if this takes years four years comes and goes and biden's not president anymore still file impeachment charges bring him up on it after he's out of office We've established we can do that now. So might as well see if we can do it better than they did. <laughs> and let's not forget um, about all the stories we heard from the Gold Star parents this week who went to the White House to, and or I don't know, maybe it was at Dover Air Force Base and met the parents of the fallen troops. And many of them said, at least two or three of them said that Biden rolled his eyes. He was disrespectful, spent more time talking about Bo Biden than the their kids that died overseas just a few days ago and it, one 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 mom Shan, i think her name is shanna chapel i don't want to mess her name up but she said you know she told biden that he has blood on his hands and he just turned around and walked away and said whatever <laughs> this is shocking and appalling that we have someone like this in the white house that just so blatantly doesn't care and the more that they act like this with people, the more that they're going to turn people off. And um, I think it's it's kind of a you know a, a good thing in a way, just that people are able to see how bad they truly are. And this kind of kind of brings up the point that I've made before. You know how 
we, we, we're all quick to talk about how Biden's mental state is going. He's clearly in some sort of mental decline. His brain's not all the way there. He's not functioning at full capacity. That's obvious to everyone. That's obvious to his critics, obvious to his supporters, obvious to our nation's enemies. Everybody knows it. But the thing is, the guy underneath all that is not the friendly, harmless persona that he's put out his entire career. The guy under it is the scheming, profiteering politician who's been making money off of every appointment he's ever gotten for the last 50 years. That's the guy who's under all that. So we shouldn't be surprised when his brain is working and it turns out he's actually a total scumbag because everybody should have kind of known that's what was going on there. So for him to blow off gold star families, roll his eyes, say whatever, look at his watch during dignified transfers, that, that's nothing new. It's just rare that we get to see it because even when his brain is working, he's not that good of a guy. But brings up a, a point I wanted to make. Uh, multiple people have been talking about it because you know when he's trying to comfort these families, all he does is talk about the loss of his son, Bo, who was in the military. And obviously, as much as we dislike Joe Biden, as much as we dislike his policies and what he stands for, we would not wish the death of a child on anybody. That's not something we'd sit and wish for. And by all accounts, Bo Biden was a dignified, honorable man who served his country well, was a good person, seems to have evaded everything that went wrong with Hunter. But for Joe Biden to try to come out and talk about that as though he is a gold star parent himself, well, totally let's clarify that he, and unfounded. He didn't, he didn't die in combat. He, yeah. Just to clarify well, for everyone listening, he died of cancer. Yeah, he died of cancer years after being in the military. So for Biden to then try to make his meetings with these gold star families all about oh yeah, my sob story, my pain, I can relate to it. Like, no, you can't. And even if you could, your decision is what led to this person losing their child. So you, knowing the pain of losing a child, were more than happy to completely botch this situation that led to someone else having that same pain. So worst case scenario, you're a sociopath who's familiar with the pain but doesn't care if someone else feels it. Best case scenario, you're incompetent and self-centered. This does not paint a good picture of our president. Yeah, yeah. and that's those are all reasons why he should resign. He should resign in disgrace, but he won't. And it's unfortunate that we've lost that kind of accountability and like self-awareness of your character and your decisions. And like, if you're just some, I think he's, a lot of these politicians are kind of their sociopaths. <laughs> I'm not saying he's clinically a sociopath, but they they just don't care about how their decisions affect other people. I think once upon a time in America, when we had uh, high moral standards and people believed in God and they tried to stick to those values, uh, people you know felt I did this horrible thing. I should resign. I should do it. But you know, unfortunately, it's not about that anymore. It's all about power, money, how long you can stay around, and it's evil. 100 percent there's there's and we, we've had this discussion on here before that the, the the fact that you know america is further away from our our 
godly values the worse off america has become the more divided america has become and the fact that <clears throat> joe biden you know I, we still haven't had one person take responsibility for what happened mm-hmm. we had joe biden stand up there and say this was a triumph he said this was a, this was this I, I, I like i am still baffled at how he could say that this was a this was a triumph yes getting 120,000 people out was gr- in what 10 days mm-hmm. that's, that's that's awesome you still left people behind you still left billions in american equipment behind how do you see this as a triumph how do you see not see this as anything more than an abject failure this this should be proof that biden cannot do the job he just can't do it. He doesn't have them. Maybe at one point he could have. I don't know. But at least right now, in this state, at this age, with this level of cognitive um, decline, no. Yeah, it, it, it's not no, a no, success. No. Even though he, you, you got 90% of people out, as he's stating, it's probably not 90%. There's probably... A little bit of fudging the numbers. Even if it was, it's not a hundred percent. That's my point. This is the president who has, you know, proudly stated, "I will take responsibility." The buck stops stops with me, and all that stuff. And his entire administration is built on empathy and kindness and bringing dignity back to the office of the presidency. Where is any of that right now? Where is the responsibility? Where is the accepting of the burden? of owning up to your own decisions. A true leader knows how to admit when they're wrong and we're not getting any leadership right now. And you have all these military officials who are saying, you know, we, we advised such and such and he didn't do it. Well, there's the call to, okay, resign as an act of public statement or you're against it. We have General Mark Milley who is more concerned about understanding white rage than in preparing for the eventual collapse of the Afghanistan government. Do you think that paid off in the long run? We have people who have been more concerned about putting gender studies programs in Palestinian education than in enforcing actual law and order against the Taliban. Where do you think that got them now? What was accomplished through that? There's no accountability. There's been no punishment for any of this, but there is one person who has lost their job, who has been punished and criticized for this entire thing. Uh, it's Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, who posted a video demanding accountability from the chain of command, from military leadership. He posted a video breaking military protocol about making political statements. And as such, he was discharged from the army, stripped of his command, and now finds himself out of a job. So the one person who's actually experienced consequences over this is one of the only guys who is willing to make a video saying they did this wrong, they need to be held accountable. And if that doesn't show you the screwed up priorities of our administration, I don't know what does. You know, I I have mixed feelings on it. Of course, he should be able to voice his opinions and and stuff, but as, as like an active, duty military member you can't do that kind of you can't speak against the government because that's your you know president's your commander in chief Mm -hmm. and we can't have a bunch of military members doing that but the point is that he 
the fact that he felt like he had to do that and that the government is turning their backs on the military. And that's a scary place to be in. So of course, you know, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I have mixed yeah. feelings on it. Cause well, it's a I hard agree. He subject. Shouldn't have done it. I agree. He should not yeah. have violated it, but as we've seen many times, sometimes the violation is necessary when there's a greater problem mm-hmm. going on. And if you're going to support Alexander Vindman, who flouted every chain of command structure and whistleblower protocol and everything to impeach Trump over the Ukraine phone call, then you can't speak out in condemnation of this. And a a perfect side-by-side comparison, there was just a video at the same time that Scheller's video went live, there was this female soldier posted a video on TikTok, because where else? That's where all the liberal trash goes in video form. She posted a video talking about how uh, if martial law is declared in the U.S. and she's told to enforce it, and she's pointing a gun at you and you won't get in your house, then you become the enemy and she has no qualms about shooting you. So take that video, compare it to Scheller's video. One of them lost their job. Which one was punished for the thing they said publicly? Both of them were in violation of military protocol. Only one of them lost their job. Can you Mm -hmm. imagine why? Can you see the problem here? But Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that, sorry, I lost my train of thought. That's why the Zoom thing is so hard sometimes. <laughs> it's going around. It's going around today. We're, we're all but, having Biden, Biden moments here. Yeah, we're all, it's, it's a sleepy day. It's sleepy Joe. we got to talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy that that double standard exists in, even in the military. And they're back to wokeism already. That's what I was going to say. John Kirby is saying they need to work, they're working on more inclusivity and diversity in the military. And if you go on like the army website, they just have these cartoon like figures of military service members and there's all different colors. And it's clear that their number one priority is diversifying the military versus actually improving it. And of course, you know, even with that, nonetheless, we still have the greatest military in in the history of the world. I, I have no doubt in that, but the fact is that it seems like they are truly trying to destroy it with wokeism. And that's what they do with everything. They want to destroy everything that's good in America and replace it with LGBTQIA plus women, inclusivity, race inclusivity, and all these different things. And of course, some to some level, it's good. Of course, we need to have you know diversity and we can't be discriminating against people. But when it that becomes your number one priority in the military, when their top priority should be defense, that becomes a scary place. So and it, it, just a week after all this goes down, it was, just, it was only a week ago when the suicide bombing by ISIS happened. And now the military is talking about diversity all over again. It's just crazy. Someone needs to be held accountable. And someone needs to pay. Roll that Trump clip of him saying what happens when something goes woke. We, we, we all know yeah. it. About time somebody <laughs> said Wokeism is for losers. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So with that in mind, we'll have to... Stay tuned to see whether anything happens to Biden. I'd put money on the fact that nothing will, but public sentiment has definitely started to turn. It's about time for 
strong conservatives to start pushing to make sure it stays that way. Because if this goes to show one thing, it's that we can't let something like this happen again. But as updates continue to roll in, we will be back with more episodes, bringing you everything that's going on, all your updates. We want to be your one-stop shop for all the conservative news you could possibly need. But until next time, we will conclude by reminding you guys, don't forget to do all that stuff Sean told you at the top of the episode. Subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notifications button so that you get a notice every time we come back with a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to freedomwire.com. You will get all our emails, all of our content, all the things that the mainstream media does not want you to hear about these situations. Don't forget also we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your listening material. We're there for you on the go. Download over there, Freedom Wire Podcast. And now I will kick it over to my fellow patriots. Any closing thoughts, guys? Yeah, I do. Well, I was waiting for Grace. I always always let ladies go first. True gentlemen. I'm excited what I have to say. (laughs) I'm just going to remind you guys, this fight isn't over. This This may be the moment we've been waiting for to get back into the fight to save our country. It's a shame it had to come. It's such a tragedy, but there is hope. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So on that note, don't forget, be hopeful. Battle's not over. Things look bleak, but as long as there is life in the body of a single person who loves America, that battle continues. So as we always do, don't forget, stay free, America. Stay safe. God bless.